Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished professional and entrepreneur, a fellow member of the YPO, Mr. Anuj Gupta from the United Kingdom. Anuj, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Finally, we have got an opportunity to interact and I'm excited about it. Thank you. Uh, Anuj is the, the founder of Green Van, which is a home services company. He's also the managing trustee of Sukarma Trust. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a, the Indian national champion for squash and he's a member of the YPO. So Anuj, before we start talking about Green Van, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. I would say by being born in India, I won the lottery of uh, receiving unconditional blessings mm. from my grandmother, who's been meditating and is a saint who's been meditating on a mountain for the last 20 years. Mm. So as a result of that, I've become a big believer in frequency, energy and vibration. Mm. And uh, You know, um, th there is a lot more that I believe that personalities are more important than nationalities. So. Uh, you know, it's 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 been it's been fascinating from that angle, and I also I also feel that I've been chasing my dream and finding the gap that I want to fill mm. to make the world a more sort of a better place. Mm. So, fascinating. fascinating. So let's talk about Green Van. Uh, tell me a little bit about Green Van and what inspired you to get this started. Yeah, so so you know, on the broader side, I think I'm driven by when I see a lot of consumer pain. And I see that some kind of technology is becoming available in the adjacent possible mm. can create a huge amount of 360 degree impact. Mm. I believe it's the time to address that pain. Correct. My, my clear belief is uh, technology must reorganize industries to, to, to create abundance amongst stakeholders. Mm. So, you know, that's been sort of the larger macro thought in my head. And then we also see and we saw uh, GPT, which mm. is going to create a $15 trillion uh, economic value impact in the world. We hope to have a slice of that. Mm. And, you know, and finally, I, I feel uh, technological and strategic autonomy mm. must use human vulnerability. Mm. So, so I, I was driven by that. You know, I was driven by seeing when, when we moved to London and uh, here in central London in Kensington, and we were trying to find skill services people uh, to do with the home economy or to do with small, medium businesses, whether you're finding a plumber or an electrician, you know, you have to spend hours and go and do your independent research and, you know, only to let somebody into your house to find that the person was not professional or mm. would cancel the job or would charge me an arm and a leg at the last minute. I mean, so there was Correct. a ton of democratic challenge. Correct. We wanted to address that. And, and, you know, uh... So let me, let me then ask you that what are some of the services you provide through Green Van? So services where tradespeople will travel to the customer. Yeah. And services where we see large volume and a large gap mm -hmm. and, and a large, a serious amount of problems. Uh, so services in the first phase will be like, um, you know, you're looking at plumbers, movers, electricians, locksmiths, babysitters, mm -hmm. dance teachers, chefs. So mm -hmm. the first phase, we're going to be providing those kind of services. And in the next phase, it's going to be a little more up in the value chain, things like the legal services and other financial services. Mm -hmm. Because once we go into this, that part of the conversation as to what is the big shift that we brought, you will see what's become the catalyst for making this happen. Amazing, amazing. 
And how does Greenvan differentiate itself from the other home service companies in the UK? So Greenvan is able to, so we are a services company, I would say a skilled services company addressing homes and small medium businesses mm. because services also sort of across the pure line of home services. Mm. Uh, so the way we differentiate is we have a tremendous value proposition for the customer and a tremendous value proposition for the tradesperson. And I'll tell you what that means. That means customers pay less lower prices. Mm. They have, they are much more insured. Customers have become order makers from order takers. Mm. They get the day and time of the job. They have high degrees of recourseability, underwritability, and uh, they are essentially now in the pole position versus being you know, dominated by the mom and pop market, which is like, look, I can come on only this day and I only come on this time. Give me 60% advance. The person can sell something. He breaks in the time of the job and then is never mm. reachable. Mm. So customers go through a lot of mental peace. And also because the prices have been reduced to such an extent that mm. they find uh, reaching to an affordable professional is much easier than doing it themselves. So the DIY market is also shifting because they find it in their economics to do it with us. Mm. Tradesmen on the other side, uh, imagine these two people who work for a little mom and pop shop because 85% of this $1.7 trillion market globally is basically a mom and pop, mom and shop, mom and pop shop market. Mm. So now these two people, let's say who work for an owner, John, Mm. And Charlie to work for him. They're completely subservient. They're rendered to the pinata. They basically have no family time. So we are improving family time by 50 days. They are, we are 3xing their disposable income. Mm. We're making them their own bosses. We're making them underwritable and mortgageable because the money moves into the bank. It's not a cash business anymore. And we do, they're not incented to be opportunistic with the customer. So we are mm. almost, say, if I may boldly say, we are an anti-ripoff business. Mm. Well said. And it seems like a great business that you are building. But my other question is that given the large number of people that you work with, or the large number of tradespeople that you work with, how do you ensure consistency of standards? Yeah. And how do you ensure retention? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a very deep and a rigorous process of onboarding tradespeople. These are people uh, who are going to be our ambassadors. Mm. And, and um, there is, of course, there are incentives related to growth, to hope on the financial side. Mm. Uh, there is a, the, these are people coming with deep track records. Remember, this is a hundred year old industry. We're not creating the industry now. These are plumbers who've been doing this work for 50 years. They are massively uh, socially marked we know what's going on. There is a, as I said, a very long drawn onboarding multi. It's almost like making it an MBA school. So, um, so when they come on, they have massive uh, upside in terms of performance, mm. and also because we remove so much friction from their lives, they literally focus on what they do best, and they outsource the rest. So, mm. so it becomes a very smooth sort of a, a, a bi-party relationship where it becomes very easy for them. Mm. The other thing that I have seen when I talk to people who come and you know do give give home services in india is that very often the person says why don't you deal directly with me um how do you tackle something like this so that's a very interesting question and it's actually something that we thought about at very early stages of our business because you know you don't want that problem to happen mm -hmm. not for other reasons but to make sure customer safety is right um it's not in the economics so it's not in the economics of the tradesperson or their intelligence to do it anymore because you see if a, if let's say a mover is working in some other part of London, and for the customer, Megan, to call mm. the mover and say, can you come and do my job tomorrow? Mm. He'll basically quote a price which is almost 2x of what we can offer. Right. 
Number one. Number two, he's got a full chain and a full day and the full routing that's been done. Mm. Plus, he can't really, as an independent, give the ten thousand pounds of insurance mm. or full recoursability. Mm. Why Megan, who's the customer in her right mind, go to this independent Charlie who can who's coming at two x the price? Mm. You know, who's not able to offer an insurance. Who doesn't have a support center? Mm. Who's not taking money on from the card? Most likely. Mm. I mean, so it's not. And why would you know? Charlie leave his entire days of work, which is completely routed and scheduled for the next day to come to this one customer, Megan. So mm. it's not economics or intelligence of the tradesperson or the customer to bypass the system. And this is because of reasons of transaction value and the value of time in the Western part of the world. Mm. Well said. Uh, can you, for my viewers and listeners, share one or two interesting stories of uh, the way customers have shared some memorable experiences with your uh, tradespeople? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we had an amazing. Elderly lady who wanted to move a piano from some mm. one part of central London to literally two miles away, and you know when we started having a chat because remember we book over a chat because we built the world's most advanced conversational AI mm. and we that you know when 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 the time comes. But but what I wanted to say to you, um, so she was receiving quotations because remember till today this is a highly opportunistic industry. Mm. When the people realize that there's a lady on the other hand who's elderly and maybe you know is well off. They basically give quotations which are disproportionate. Mm. When she came to us, and you know, we started to chat because we have this policy: women single above sixty also not only get jobs at cost, but we are highly concerned about them because mm. safety is out of affairs. So we gave her a price quotation of literally seventy-eight pounds compared to the two fifty she received from our mm. mom and pop competitors mm. or, or large companies. And and you know, uh, she was amazed. She was mm-hmm. thrilled. She was uh, you know ecstatic about it. Um, so she wanted to move a piano, which was gifted to her by a late husband. And she said, "Look, I'm willing to go and stand with the Green Man Board at Trafalgar Square and tell the wow. world that there exists a business which is so righteous Amazing. and which is conscious." So that was a story about the elderly lady wanting to move a piano from one location to the other. Mm. Uh, in terms of a memorable story, you know, somebody left a leather jacket one of our removals jobs, mm. and we sent a message because we didn't know whose jacket it was. We sent a message to about ten customers saying, "We've got a leather jacket that's been found in the van. It looks like an expensive jacket." Four people wrote back to us that it's theirs. Mm, okay. so, <laughs> so it was a very memorable sort of experience saying that how can a jacket belong to four people? But you know, I guess it was a good jacket, so more people. <laughs> well said. The uh, the next question is, I think you you did uh, refer to it, is that you want to make sure that your uh, Greenwen people uh, are able to offer safety and security. Yeah. How do you ensure? You know, you're sending people now who are your tradespeople, even though they are probably independent contractors, how do you ensure safety and security of customers' homes and the belongings? I mean, Ashutosh, these are highly vetted vendors. These are vendors with deep track records. These are people with families. Mm. You know, they're getting salaries which are double what they used to make until today. Mm. I mean, they are being geo-tracked. They are having incentives on performance. Mm. It's literally not in their right minds. I mean, anything is possible, but on a probabilistic analysis, you're looking at one in a thousand or two thousand jobs mm. where something like this is possible. So we've done many thousand jobs, and I can tell you, out of the maybe ten thousand first ten thousand jobs, we would have had one episode like that mm. where uh, the the vendor tried to be funny. In terms of stealing something, mm. but you, we don't feel it, it's it's too small a gain for too large a pain. Mm. 
Absolutely. So it's disproportionate upside. It's yeah. it's not it's it's a huge downside. Mm. So they don't want to be uh, part of it. And remember, you know, uh, you, because they are so it's such a live system. Customers can instantly tell what's going on. So mm. you got a you got a lot of understanding of the person. It's not like we just picked up some random guy yeah. and we put him, we made him a partner. So it, it's like you know, there's quality that's being sussed and analyzed at all stages before he's put on 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 the job. Mm. So. Uh, our assumptions are very deeply tested. Well said. You spoke a few minutes ago about technology, and I have, this was a question that I want to spend a little time on. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what has gone into building your AI-based technology platform, and how do you keep it contemporary? Yeah. So this is our game changer, right? This is our forte. Mm. Uh, this is the key question about us, um, Green Van, our existence, and our. Um, so we are an AI-powered platform, mm. right? From we have built the world's most applied conversational AI. Essentially, mm. allows the customer to get onboarded without human intervention. Mm. So we've gone ahead and codified the intelligence mm. of John, the plumber who answers the calls with 30 years of experience inside a bot. Mm. So what you have done is the 40,000 questions that that person knew with 30 years of experience about the service have not been codified inside a conversational AI. Mm. So our platform is powered by GPT for the language part. Yeah. There is a whole pricing engine. There is a whole service questions related engine. Mm. There's a scheduling engine. There's a routing engine. So. It's a very large, fully ruggerized, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, all to do with serious amounts of technology and technology. So this industry has been, there has been a bottleneck in this. So imagine there are millions of customers at the top mm. and there are hundreds, hundreds, thousands and thousands of tradespeople at the bottom. Ashutosh, mm. if you think about yeah. it. Mm. In the middle sits these people on the phone but they only have eight hours in a day. Mm -hmm. They only understand one service. So the bottleneck has been non-digital onboarding. It comes with a very large price, human limitation, less intelligence, mm -hmm. much more dependence, and less autonomy. Mm -hmm. So when you replace this layer of, you know, thousands of people just taking calls with mm -hmm. a highly sophisticated, the most sophisticated bot that you can imagine, mm -hmm. you now have throughput at a different magnitude. You can process thousands of transactions in minutes. You can book on a 24-7 basis. There is no human cost, which is huge, which is huge, which is 40% of the transaction value. Mm. And so the economic shift that we bring about by automation mm. is, is insane. Plus, then we are not a single service company anymore mm. because we've gone and taken the intelligence of multiple services mm. and put it inside a bot. So when we acquire the customer, it's not a single transaction relationship anymore. Mm. So marketing dollars are going the furthest compared to anybody else because we are a multi-service business mm. so 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 in, a, in a, so the sum and, sum and substance of the point really is this is a consultative closure business this mm. is not a special checkout like an e-commerce website we are digitizing the onboarding using uh, you know this this, this uh, uh, digital closure technology dialoguing engine chatbot where you come mm. and 
discuss your problem, it understands the problem statement, makes the booking, sends the relevant person to you. And I want to highlight that we are not a marketplace. Mm. We're not a lead passing marketplace. Mm. We actually, these are people who have a deep relationship with us mm. and on either as contractors or as employees, but this is not just like, okay, taking the job and passing to some uh, independent yeah. person only to give the challenges to the consumer that they don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, how do you manage customer service and customer feedback? Oh, I mean, that is not, customers are blessed with divine discontent. Mm. And, you know, there is always <laughs> heaps of feedback that we, you know, that that we get. So, mm. I mean, there are there is a lot of technology. There's a lot of process. Um, we take every piece of feedback um, very seriously. And, and I think, um, but, you know, what we've seen is uh, almost 90% plus customers mm. with the experience of the smooth connective tissue that we've built, easy to book process, amazing prices, access to immediacy. We've had 90% plus customers come back to us, giving us 100 or 100 in our service. Mm. Because you see, it's been a tectonic shift, a massive dynamic jump in the quality of service until yesterday to today. Well, mm. uh, you know, you basically the process today was you go to the internet, spend hours, find phone numbers, explain your problem again and again. People are giving you varied prices, ton of friction to a frictionless environment, reliable service, recourseable service, and, and, and a promise uh, to the customer that mm. basically hold it to our values. Mm. So it, it, it's, it's essentially, you know, all feedback is taken in, technologically dealt with. And if there's uh, anything, then we, of course, uh, look at the customer and, you know, we, we, we try to address it in the best ways that we can, because it's not in our ambition or our desire to shortchange the customer, given that we're building a long haul business. Mm-hmm. Great response. Thank you. My next question is that, you know, you spoke that you are already doing a few skills. Yeah. And you said that you're going to add more skills. Yeah. What is the process you follow before you decide to add a completely new kind of skill before and offer it to customers? Yeah. So, you know, uh, services where there is large demand and large friction, uh, those services are at the top of our radar. Um, Services where tradespeople travel to customers' homes or small businesses, those are on our radar. So, I mean, I can tell you, for example, almost 30 to 40,000 searches are done on Google looking for a few skilled services people in this country every single day. Wow. It's such a big mismatch between demand and supply. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of supply, it's just that the streamlining of the supply is unorganized because of a of a ruggedized technology system. Mm-hmm. So so you know, so we intend to on we intend to add many services which are very large. Remember, just the UK market is a hundred and twenty billion dollar market. Wow. It's almost ten or eleven times the size of the Uber market. Mm-hmm. So this is an ocean and globally it's a one point seven trillion dollar TAM. Mm-hmm which means uh, you're talking about at least a dozen decacons being created in this industry globally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we intend to add all kinds of services, uh, starting with removals to plumbers, to electricians, to locksmiths, to babysitters, to dance teachers, to chefs, mm-hmm. and you know, so on and so forth. So um, this is how our landscape looks like. And there is a ton of runway to play. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, two more questions for you. Uh, you're currently in the UK. Um, do you see yourself expanding well beyond UK into Europe and other parts of the world? So when we say a $1.7 trillion market opportunity, we are talking about some Western parts of the world. I mean, of course, the US, which remains almost at a trillion dollar opportunity, uh, 
will be our next market. We look at the UK as a great incubator testbed before we can jump big time into the US. And of course, there are many other European countries which, are, which have similar structures uh, in, in, in the way that's 85% mom and pop businesses. And they've been dealing with the chuckles of the legacies of the past in terms of being unorganized and fragmented industry. Mm. So there's a lot of low hanging fruit, I would say, in countries like Germany and countries like France, um, many other smaller European countries. And of course, the US remains the big giant where we will go and take a, a massive uh, sort of shot and crack mm. at that. Mm. But I can tell you that even just the UK market um, it is a very large market. Mm. You know, we are talking about, uh, uh, I can tell you that in three years, if you're looking at a 25 million uh, EBIT, let's say, uh, just by capturing 0.4% of the UK market. Wow. So you're talking about a very large opportunity here. Mm. And then that's just the tip of the iceberg. So yeah, there are geographies other than the UK, which we would love to address mm. come the time, but we are dealing with an ocean in itself to start with. Mm, amazing. And my last question to you, Anuj, and this is to Anuj, the entrepreneur, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey as an entrepreneur, founding Green Van and building it, uh, it from nothing into what it is today, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your journey and from our conversation? That's a great question. Um, I would say let wisdom viral mm. because at the end you will find givers are the winners. Mm. Yeah. And I also believe that our expectation of our future mm. is linear, but our potential is exponential. Mm. And, um, also, I would say that the, I love to say this, that the intelligence of today mm. is going to be the common sense of tomorrow mm. and the struggles of today are going to be the heroes of tomorrow. Mm. So, so, so my, my feeling is that the best is on its way and mm. let's create a dent in the universe, not by our weight, but by our contribution. <laughs> so, so, so this is my feeling. And, you know, uh, I think entrepreneurs tend to be sharers and carers, and that's a deep a sentiment that we should live with mm. and uh, you know progressing this and, and addressing the world gap and making the world a better place is the agenda that i want to follow and pursue more how oh, wonderful and on that note and your amazing lessons of big let wisdom viral givers will be winners uh, the best is yet to come thank you so much anuj for speaking to me about your own journey thank you for speaking to me about green van you seem to have literally started a revolution in the home services business in the UK. And as you say, the UK is just tip of the iceberg when you start looking at the global home services market. Thank you again for speaking to me about so many different aspects of what you are doing and delivering with such a strong technology. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much, Ashish. This has been very fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.